Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. It's Relationship Therapy with Rachel Cook. Now, my friends, just in case you haven't clocked it, tomorrow is February 29th when, according to Irish myth, women are allowed to propose marriage because we're not allowed any other day of the year. Things are a little bit looser these days, so we decided to look at proposals of all sorts in 2024 and our resident sex and relationships expert, Rachel Cook, is down on one knee right now. Rachel, is there something you want to tell me? Oh, Lottie, it's so nice to speak to you. It's been ages, but uh, yeah, I'm... I'm <laughs> oh, okay, this is awkward. <laughs> Rachel, I'm delighted to talk to you about this because first up, um, I will say I didn't even realise that this was specifically an Irish myth. Yeah, it is. You know, loads of people actually don't know that. And, you know, it's it's really sweet, actually, that it is because it's been something that has been kind of big around the world over the centuries and still some people really kind of stand by it and wait for it every four years. So so yeah, is it is it actually happy. a thing nowadays? It's actually, would women be proposing to men tomorrow? Yeah, there definitely is. And there might actually be more people in other parts of the world, particularly in America because of how, you know, Americans tend to kind of view their ancestry and stuff that they might be more likely to be kind of um, abiding by this in some ways than than probably Irish people. But there's definitely people out there who, you know, still... Rachel, what kind of numbers are we talking? Seriously. Okay, well... In terms of people who actually know about the leap year thing, um, you know, and, and women proposing, it's probably quite low. But if we're all just talking about women proposing to men in general, the numbers are still actually amazingly low considering how much we, you know, how far we've come in terms of like equality and discussions around kind of feminism and, you know, people kind of doing things in a more egalitarian way. There are still incredibly few women uh, proposing to men, which I think is is pretty wild. But why why do you think that is? Why don't more women propose? What do you reckon? I think there's a few reasons for this, actually. You know, I think it's partly to do with the kind of mesmerizing effect of years of saturation in kind of romantic fairy tales that we grew up on. You know, as much as we've tried to establish these kind of more, I would say, egalitarian standards and and kind of like agreements in relationships, I think, you know, those images and their influences have still really seeped into our into our bones. So we've been kind of brainwashed into thinking that we really that it's nice to be begged to to marry and that, you know, that that feels feels like we're really being wanted. I think that's part of it. I mean, it's funny because I would consider myself to be quite a modern woman, but I yeah. definitely, I mean, I waited 13 years for my wow. husband to propose to me. Now, if it had been my way, I'm sure you can imagine it would have happened a hell of a lot earlier. But I, for some reason, I'm, I would never have considered being the one to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know why. Not, yeah, and so a lot of people can't say why, which I think is a really interesting thing. It seems like there's so many other parts of life that women feel much more kind of confident now in, that they see, you know, the kind of old traditions as having been, you know, for reasons that existed back then, some of which were very kind of sexist or misogynistic, you know, but that this one just seems like maybe it's also partly to do with the fact that there's not a huge incentive for women to flip you know, this tradition, you know, there's kind of like economic incentives, obviously,
obviously for women to have our own careers, um, you know, to maybe have less children or to be very careful about the way in which we go about the timing of having children, things like that. But I think a lot of women still see this tradition as a sort of fairly inconsequential preference. Um, and then there's also, I think, a historical thing that's about the idea that a man might feel emasculated or that mm. women will be judged as desperate, desperate, and that it's kind of mortifying to ask a man to marry them, even though it's something between 70 and 90% of men say when they're surveyed um, that they would be very happy for their female partner to ask them to marry them. I think it's the so desperate it's... thing because I definitely think if if I had considered it, if I'd considered yeah. being the one to do it, I think the first thoughts that would have gone through my head would be, oh God, and then, you know, what am I going to say to my mum or my granny when they say, oh, were you scared you were going to lose him, that he wasn't going to do it himself or what, you know, as if it was the lesser option. But isn't that interesting, right? So that's coming from the judgment of what sounds like, you know, the kind of like earlier generations mm. as such because of how marriage was viewed rather than it being kind of purely about, you know, which is the case for, for a lot of stuff, right? This is our conditioning. It's about things being from an older time, you know, uh, older generations with different sort of historical associations with the things. So yeah, that you may be viewed as sort of pathetic um, and by it's, other it's people. funny because it's not like we don't all see it in the press like I know Kristen yeah. Bell proposed uh, Elizabeth Taylor did one of her one of her proposals um, Britney Spears actually she didn't she propose to Kevin Federline on a flight or something yeah she proposed to Kevin Federline on a flight from Ireland and ah! you know See, there you go. Rita Ora did it as well. Um, I know that yeah. Jodie Turner-Smith proposed to Joshua Jackson. So it's not like it's not something we see in the media. So what are some reasons women do end up going for it? Oh, I think, you know, some people really want to be able to flip that script. And, you know, because it's been such a, um, you know, the institution has has kind of aspects to it that are really problematic, that are very much about back when, you know, women were property of men. They were property. And so, you know, I think there's something about flipping that where mm. people might still choose to get married or some people obviously choose not to get married, but that if they're doing it, they, they might want to be doing it for, you know, the kind of empowerment and equality to challenge these stereotypes. They might want a role model to future generations. They also might just think, you know, life's too short. You don't need to wait around for someone to ask you if it's something that you feel sure about. And, you know, ideally you've discussed, like this isn't likely to be something that you're just going to pounce on someone with, right? You've presumably already discussed that you would like to get married and you see that. Um, other people do it because they want to choose their own engagement ring. <laughs> That's the big one that I hear. <laughs> well, that makes sense. So if somebody yeah. is thinking about this, you know, and tomorrow's the day that they're deciding they're yeah. going to do it, what would be your tips for how to do it well? Oh, well, think about think about the other person's dream proposal, you know, and I think that can be really sweet, especially if it is, you know, a woman proposing to a man that a lot of men won't have considered how they would like to be proposed to. True. So it might be something. That, yeah, you might be something that you kind of slip in, you know, in the coming the, the months, weeks and months before maybe you're going to go ahead and do it just to kind of like play around and have a bit of a 
you know, thought experiment joke about it sort of thing, you know, that like most men are really not going to be expecting that this would happen because it still is so rare. You know, it's less, far less than 1%, which is absolutely wild to me, considering, you know, how... You know, realistically, Lottie, you know that even if your mum was to go, ah, I'm sorry, you know, uh, were you were you afraid that he was going to turn you down? You know, you'd probably be mortified for 10 minutes and maybe a bit pissed off with her and then you'd be grand. Yeah. But somehow this is still, you know, really, really strong, I think, for people and they just don't really think about it. So I would say thinking about, you know, your dream proposal to someone, if you, you know, this might be something new for you because lo- most of us have not grown up thinking that we were going to propose to someone else as women um choose a meaningful location that sort of thing you know practice your proposal speech decide beforehand if you want to get down on one knee because that can be quite funny and sweet it all be also might be something that you don't want to do at all so you might want to do something that's quite like you know a fun surprise and and also just plan to celebrate it you know because again in my experience and also the statistics show that for women who propose I think it's something like 99% of the time their partner um, agrees and, you know, says yes. So <laughs> it's incredibly They're too unlikely. afraid to, to say <laughs> no. That's what it is. Maybe. They're so shocked that they just, they just, you know, automatically say yes. I think it's more likely, though, that like women are just... You know, there's a there's a history of more men having um, popped the question when the you know their female partner is is not on that wavelength at all, is really not wanting that, and is like massively shocked. I wonder Something would like lads 50%. be embarrassed then around their mates? Would they be thinking, oh god, the lads will be having the crack now, thinking, oh Jesus, you weren't the one to do it. She was. Is she wearing the trousers? <laughs> Which again, you know, it's like great, you know, you had the piss taken out of you, you got ribbed a bit, life will go on, you know, yes, if that exactly. is the height of your humiliation in life, then, you know, there's there's better things you can be can be worrying about. So, you know, I can understand how some people might be a bit like not wanting to obviously feel judged by their friends and family, but also, you know, it might be something that you see as being fun and you'd like to, you know, create a new tradition through breaking an old tradition and just be doing things in a bit of a more modern way and people are moving away from traditions I think in general like moving away from other marriage and wedding traditions aren't they they are you know lots of things like the you know kind of heterosexual tradition of a man asking a woman's father for permission you know that again is rooted in women having been property to be exchanged you know so I find that a lot of people are either not doing that or they're doing it differently um, and then we have things like the father walking um, you know their daughter down the aisle again that's about you know a lot of these traditions are about women having been property it doesn't have to mean that we say that we necessarily necessarily completely do away with them but it might be that you decide to do things a bit differently like getting the blessings of both sets of parents rather than you know just the father um you know the even the kind of idea that the bride's parents pay for the wedding you know that's that's about a kind of modern day dowry um so you know so you know i'm seeing lots more people paying for their own wedding or i haven't heard of parents paying for a wedding in a long time 
Yeah, right. So that's changed a lot. Another one we've got is the three month salary um, is, you know, what the kind of engagement ring is supposed to cost, which, you know, that all, that stuff all came from this marketing campaign in America by De Beers Diamond Company from the, I think it was 1930s, that managed to, you know, market the idea that true love and commitment can only be, you know, tr true and, and, and kind of like real if a man spent it was something between one and three months kind of salary on, on the wife's outrageous. ring. Yeah, yeah. So, That's you know, we're kind of looking at all the kind of pop culture, media, how it plays into society, you know, how society views marriage and engagements and all these things. The other thing is wedding dresses. You know, it's ever since Queen Victoria, the original celebrity bride who wore a white dress on her wedding day, which was back when keeping white clean was a sign of your wealth. You know, that was back in 1849. So a lot of people are changing. I thought it was um, a sign that you, you were still a virgin. It's that as well. It's that as well. But it was very much connected to class. If you were wealthy, you were able to keep clothing white. So you were basically oh, showing wow. off the amount of money that you had. Oh, my God. Amazing. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I My mum was so shocked that um, my my husband, my now husband, Fabio, asked for permission um, to if he could marry me when he yeah. called her to say would you come over I'd love to have a chat with you she was so flustered because um, <laughs> she thought he was telling her a warning that he was breaking up with me oh my god that's how surprised I mean, she was clearer Lottie about why you would have been mortified yeah. to propose to him <laughs> exactly do you know what else I wanted to ask you Rachel you know how do you think LGBTQ plus people are viewing and doing proposals and marriage around this yeah, yeah. So obviously marriage is historically a very heterosexual institution and it just isn't anymore. No. You know, obviously same-sex marriage was legalized in Ireland in 2015, but there's still plenty of queer people who are kind of wary of, you know, a setup, an institution that for so long actively alienated them and still does across the world. So, you know, there's lots of queer people who don't want to get married because it feels too close to trying to assimilate to kind of mainstream straight culture. Culture, um, or that they feel like it's kind of legitimizing a system that they don't kind of align or agree with. But there's also tons of people who do decide to get married and are just kind of doing that differently, kind of flipping those, you know, um, kind of traditions on 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 its on its head, you know, around having things like a best man or you know choosing what to do about taking of surnames. Um, yeah. As I said about the kind of wedding dress kind of stuff, you know, I think what we can do is be kind of playful and enjoy the you know the romantic you know the kind of romanticism of aspects of these traditions and still you know recognize that they came from really problematic um kind of stuff and find a way to make it your own and kind of like make it as a sort of personal unique and enjoyable as you possibly can whatever your you know gender or or sexual orientation now before i let you go what are some go proposal on. or marriage trends that you think we're likely to see more of Oh, so things that I'm hearing about and that I reckon are going to be big over the next couple of years. So we've got um, destination proposals, which seems to be a big thing, which I think is connected to, you know, having, you know, been through the, the pandemic and, you know, how much 
people obviously felt, you know, restricted in terms of travel and things like that. So I think people are just trying to sort of forget about the fact that COVID is still still happening. Um, and so I'm seeing that a good bit. And then I'm also hearing about people using both loads of kind of high tech videography and drone, you know, stuff like that. But also lots of people going back to the kind of nostalgia of film photography and, you know, seeing those kind of throwbacks. So people being both much more kind of modern and futuristic and also them being sort of like retro and nostalgic. So those kind of two ends of the spectrum. And then I'm seeing a lot of things about like wedding weekends and these kind of immersive experiences where people are taking two or three days to have their weddings, which, you know, is potentially a bit mad because, you know, if you're doing that a few times a year, it's breaking the bank and taking up a lot of your holiday time potentially um, to travel to these places. So there's other ones. Then I'm seeing like celebrant led ceremonies, people really wanting to, again, personalize their ceremonies and that sort of thing. Um, and then a lot of wedding rentals. So people renting their wedding ring, their wedding um, dresses and stuff like that, rather than buying them. And then more people going for sustainability as well and doing things in a much more eco way, as well as having weekday weddings. I don't know if you've been seeing much of that, Lottie. But I did a Monday wedding. A lot more weekday. Yeah, I did. Go. Much to the disgust of a lot of um, people at the wedding, but <laughs> that's what I decided to do. Um, was it your mom? Was it your mom? It was, was my mom, Rachel. Lottie? It was my mom. <laughs> um, actually, no, it's just the slowest day in the chipper, and my husband runs a chipper, so. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, so, Rachel, thanks so much for that. It's always a pleasure. Um, Rachel Cook is a psychotherapist and mental health consultant. And of course, she's on Instagram at Rachel Jane Cook. And she will be back next week to talk about the stigma of cheating. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leahhealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.